The Cardiff City Show on GTFM is sponsored by Moonerums, your local personal injury solicitors. Get in touch by calling Cardiff 02920 483 615. That's Cardiff 02920 483 615. On the panel tonight, Matthew Harris and uh, James Williams. Thank you both for joining us. Loads to talk about. So I'll come to you first then, Matthew. And I was just thinking the the changes in the lineup on, on the weekend and the way we played. Hugill, Doughty, Doyle, Drama, four lone players. Waters and Wintle back. Um, seemed to be a slight change in formation quite an uplifting um, performance and a much better performance all around, Matthew, yes? Yes, yeah, and, and you know, to be starting a, a game with, with, with six players that were in the squad in, in December is, is quite uh, quite dramatic, but no, it was a really, really good performance, you know, the, the tempo was good, we looked comfortable on the ball, you know, we, we pressed well, it was weird to see a striker take on a chance from the halfway line and run at a, at a team rather than passing it backwards, which is a nice change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a whole, whole new performance. And if we play like that for the rest of the season, you know, I, I can't see us getting relegated, but it's whether we can, you know, keep that form going because we've got a lot of games and a lot of days, uh, not a lot of days. But no, I'm, um, I'm quite confident if we play like that for the rest of the season, to, um, you know, we'll, we'll be all right because that, that looked like a solid championship performance. And I know our Forest weren't at the races totally, but I think we, we you know, battered them out of the game for, for 80 minutes pretty much. Well, who who impressed you the most of the uh, of the the newbies? Uh, Doyle for me, Doyle. Yeah, you know, considering he hasn't played much in, in the squad, his his ability to you know control midfield and and the passing quality of his passing, and he's come in and settled in straight away. Um, so really impressed with all of them, but I'm quite impressed with how you know Wintel's come back and just gone straight into the squad and, and settled in like he, he never left. So. Um, if I had to give it to one, I'd give it to Doyle. What about you, James? Uh, Hugo got off to a good start, didn't he? Put a chance away, which we uh, which we found tough to find at times this season. So that was nice early doors. I think many probably thought it was going to roll wide at the post, but that was nice to go early doors. I thought uh, Wintle probably went quite obviously. Yeah, Doyle's easy when I thought Bristol City last Saturday as well that we lost the game. He was very good to play. Who can actually really? I know Riles is a good pass of the ball, but can really bring the ball down, and look composed. But I think Wintle goes better under the radar as well. I think that midfield three, that Wintle, Riles, and uh, Doyle looks really strong. I think Wintle can go probably will probably go a little bit under the radar, but the job he actually does sitting in front of that front three, a little bit behind the other two midfielders, is really important. I think. That'll come to show. And a lot of people, uh, Blackpool fans, said how well he did for them at the start of the season. So he's one that definitely stood out for me. But Doyle, again, uh, another one. Drama. I think what worked well yesterday was having Drama on the right and then putting it in G. I thought, I, I couldn't believe how well he played. It's probably the yeah. best, but I wouldn't say probably, it was the best game he's played in the Cardiff shirt as a right centre-back. And it gave Drama then the ability to push forward a bit more. And he looked much better on that right side uh, yesterday com- compared to he did last weekend. But yeah. no, on the whole all pretty good. Even Waters showed signs as well. So I think on the whole, quite impressive. So I, I watched the, um, the Academy game in the, in the week because it was, it was on, it was live and it was free, you know, so that's a good reason for me to watch it. And it was on the uh, Cardiff City uh, page. And, um, you know, I, I suppose, you know, uh, Ruben Carwell played by the way, in that game and didn't, didn't really shine at all, you know, but neither, neither did Waters uh, actually, you know, at, at that level, you'd think that they would, you know, being be, be championship players or whatever. Um, but I suppose they were just trying to keep themselves fit, fit for the big one. It wasn't a bad game, actually. We got a, we got a draw out of it. We could have won in the end. But um, Waters, um, you know, do you think, would Waters be one that, uh, Matthew, you'd 
you'd tend to start with now? I mean, at the moment, as we speak tonight, you know, we think, don't we, the Kiefer's probably on his on his on his way. Mm. Um, you know, Hugh Gill took his goal well, and I thought generally played played well altogether. Waters, I suppose, he gives us something a little bit different, does he? To uh, well, certainly James Collins and uh, Kiefer Moore type players. He's got the legs. Um, you know, he's he's a good runner of the ball, and you know, if, if Hugh Gill can can play that role of you know, being the guy who takes the ball down and, and holds it up and yeah. can run off him. They looked like a good partnership yesterday. So curious, really, why why you'd sign a couple of players and then immediately say, you know, go and play somewhere else, you know? Yeah, and, and you know, both have gone out on loan and both have both have done well. You know, Walter's got a lot of goals for uh, for MK Dons and 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 as James said, you know, the Blackpool fans were, were saying Winpo did really well with them. Yeah, um, I think it's typical of Cardiff City's transfer business to buy two players and then loan them out. But I'm sure we'll talk about that later on in the show. You know, that's um, such a good point. I wonder if I wonder if genuinely other football fans would just say, "Oh, you know, that's typical Rotherham or it's typical Burnley or it's typical Swansea." I wonder if Cardiff City are, are as you know, um, you know, uh, special in in the, in, the, in their ways. I mean, it looks like Kiefer's on the way. It looks like it is. We haven't had that confirmed yet. And there's a question from Wayne Speed. I'll come to you first on it, James, and I'll come back to Matthew. Do you think City were right to let uh, Kiefer Moore leave or it appears that we're letting him leave? You know, is that the right decision? It is a tough one because it was one of the... I know we spoke about it last year because obviously we didn't go to any of the games last year. He did so well for us last year and we were all raring to see him live in stadiums. And he hasn't really hit the levels that we assume, but the team hasn't. So I'd, you wouldn't pin that down to him, essentially. I mean, I know you could argue he's single-handedly got us that three points against Huddersfield, that goal right at the end. That was massive. That's a, but other than that, this season, really, and the goal at Blackpool, there's not many other moments from him that stick to mind. He's been, well, he's supposed to have COVID twice. He's been injured as well. So he's missed a lot of games. And a lot of people I see on Twitter say yesterday, you know, at the start of this January, if you had to, if you had been told we wouldn't get Giles back and we wouldn't have Kiefer, you thought this is looking dreadful here, but we've got our win yesterday and that's without both of them. So yeah, it was probably right in terms of the money side of things. So a lot of people are knocking around the fact there's a whole went for 8 million, he went for 3.5. Well, Looks like, yeah. There's a seven, six year age difference in that. So that's a, probably a big factor in that in the first place. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, obviously if he wasn't going to play too well toward the end of this season, which he might have done, but if he hadn't, that price was only going to decrease more. Mm. So I think on the whole... It, it, on the whole, it's the right decision, and only time will tell coming toward the end of the season. And Bournemouth have been slashing the cash on everyone today, so I think it was probably right just to what, part ways. What was the game? What, what was it the Bournemouth game where he missed a couple of good chances? Am yeah, I right in thinking two, that? Two yeah. sitters, yeah. It's funny how he missed two sitters against the club has gone on to sign him, Matthew. You know, what's going on there, isn't it? It's paying him back. Well, right? I think, like James said, they're just Bournemouth are just buying the league, aren't they? They're just throwing money at everything right now because they can, they can you know, they, they've can, still got yeah. parachute payments, so they still yeah. can. And, I think for us, we've just gone and looked at the money. We've brought in the, the loans. You know, we've done the deals we needed to do straight away, and and three and a half million in the current climate, you can't yeah. you can't sniff at it. You know, it's it's good business for us, and he hasn't been particularly brilliant this year when he has played. So I think it's, it's disappointing to see him go because you finally thought Cardiff found like their striker, um, especially off last year. But like like James said, he's he's aging now, and to get three and a half million for him, I think yeah. is is the right decision. Well, it looks like he's on the way. I mean, there was, there was a picture of him going into the in, into the Bournemouth uh, stadium, and you know, it hasn't been confirmed yet that that I, that I've seen. But you know, we signed him for two million. He had that one sensational season where he was, you know, when will we next have a twenty goal a season striker? By the way, mm. yeah. So he got the twenty goals in a season, which was like a, ma- a magical thing. And now he only goes for three point five, but I think it's another one and a half 
uh, based on, I'm guessing, James, I don't know whether you know, is it on appearances and goals and uh, promotion, um, promotion, I suppose? I think promotion is the one. The other yeah, thing to yeah. remember as well is there's probably a little fee that we have to give back to Wigan as well. I just, I, I remember slight, there's a potential. Oh, right. It won't be much. It won't be much. But I think it's 3.5. looks like it could go to five. Whether the Bournemouth go up or not, they've had a bit of a slump. That's probably why they've chucked so much money at the, at the transfer window today because they've been on a slump recently. So... They're, they've gone well they've gone gung-ho haven't they so if they do get promoted then we will get a little bit more but mm. where's that money going is looks like it's just going straight into the club which is at the moment in the financial situation is fine but yeah again time will tell well i mean looking at the uh, the uh, this is wells online this is the, the live deadline day uh it, it it's like a floating feast really it changes from one thing to the other to the other at one stage we were in for surridge but uh, then someone connected with Swansea. It looks like he might be taking him off to Nottingham Forest, a uh, gentleman we saw on, on the weekend. Uh, and then it was Narky Wells. And then, you know, understandably, you know, why should that? Why should they do us any favours? So that looks like it's not happening. And then Ick Piazzu, um, Matthew, who's, a, you know, a bit of a lump. I think I think, I think think uh, they signed him from Wickham, if I remember. I think I'm right in saying that. Um, looks like, you know, they, they were saying, you know, you're either going to buy him or he's not going anywhere. But it looks like he is going uh, looks like he might be coming to us on, on loan now. Uche Piazzo, I think he's, he's not scored that many goals for Borough. Um, but, but I suppose we need that f- that physical presence up front. I don't know if you remember this one, Matthew, but um, I think when we played Borough, I'm pretty sure, uh, um, or was it when he was with, with Wickham? It might have been when he was still with Wickham. Yeah, it was when he was with Wickham. That he, he really took out, um, he took out Morrison a treat. Yeah. Uh, he like did him, you know? Well, I mean, I'm not sure how much you take... Allegedly. Yes, yeah. I'm not sure how much you take Ruben on Twitter, but, um, you know, apparently that was one of the reasons why he's, he's been suggested, because when he played against his Wickham, he was a right handful. Yeah. But um, I think, obviously, we've got Hugill, Waters and, and Collins, but an injury to any one of those three, and, and we're short on striker again. So I think, like you said, obviously he doesn't score the, the most goals, but be nice just to have a body in, in the team who can, you know, throw himself around and, and make those plays. So, um, yeah, you know, I think we're not, we're just trying to stay up now, aren't we? We're not thinking long-term at the moment. So it's just get another body in and, and see what they can do. But, um, yeah. you know, we've got three games in, in a week now, all of which are very important. Two so. of which, two of which matter. Two, yes, two of which matter. Don't say that's the fans going into Liverpool though. But... <laughs> Um, so, uh, what does it say then, um, if anything, James? In your opinion, what does it say? Uh, in that, you know, uh, it's interesting. There was a press conference. There's no one coming in in the next 24 hours. Next thing you know, we got new, two new players both playing the next day. But he says, as he walked out of the conference, he, he found out this was happening. But we didn't. We decided not to wait for Ryan Giles, or, or maybe we had a tip that he was going elsewhere. Um, and and then we brought, you know, so we brought in Doughty. And then, and then we brought in Hugh Gill. I, I don't know whether the writing was on the wall for Keith Moore when that happened. But in terms of moving quickly and getting, you know, the the the, the right things in the right holes as a manager, what does it say about the way uh, Morrison's been operating in the transfer window? Do you think, James? Oh, no, it's, impre- it's definitely impressive because we go back to what we said about typical Cardiff. Would have been very Cardiff a bit of old to have waited out for Giles only to be left disappointed and be struggling with Vegans, the only left back which would have been struggling or putting in Geo on the left. So. Doughty, yesterday, I thought some people might not think he played the best, but if you look at who he played, who was on his side yesterday, who he had coming up against, so Brennan Johnson was the right wing for Forest. Yeah, a good team. 
He's rumoured to go for 20 million. And the right back who played for them yesterday, I thought was outstanding. That Jed Spence thought was brilliant. So good player, on the whole, if you look at Doughty and how he handled those two yesterday, he actually did very well. Yeah. So I think in terms of that, Morrison brilliantly and having he, he clearly had one lined up straight away, didn't he? And in terms of Hugo, I think he said yesterday, mm. he said after the press conference, no bid had come in for more. So as, as he stood, he thought he was going to be in training today. And he thought how, he basically thought, what would it look like if I had Hugo and more up front? So it was, I think it was a case of, as Piazzu may come in now as an extra body, is the same as what Hugo was going to come into, whereas now that, that situation's changed and it will be Piazzu and Hugo. The worry I have now is, is when it gets to the end of the season, you've got the likes of Drama and Doyle, who are players who Man City and Leeds respectively will want to keep in the club. So whether we get them back is one thing. That's two players gone. There's a lot of players out of contract and then the loans, you know, you never keep loans back. So, it may be a rebuild come the end of the year, should we stay up, but that's something to keep an eye on for definite. I think it's 10 players, um, you know, out of contract at the end season. Uh, at the moment, uh, the, the most recent um, rumours and updates coming through from, from other sources, looks like um, Sang m- might be on, on loan on his way to St. Johnston. It looks like Kieran Brown might go off to Oxford. I think he's, well, he's out of contract at the end of the season, so we will never see him play again, if that's the case. Looks like Kieran Evans might be off to Linfield. Uh, Patton off to Hereford and young uh, Caleb Hughes is off to uh, Haverford West. So there's a bit of a clear out going on. But if you think about the big name players on the weekend, um, Curtis Nelson, not even in the squad. Mm. Um, and and Pack, you know, at one stage we looked at Pack, Rolls, Volks, Bakuna, didn't we? They were our four across the field. They're all too same. Only, only, only one of them, only one of them, uh, you know, was, was playing. Um, will Volks come on later on? Are you surprised? Maybe some of these, um, some of the players, you know, haven't been moved moved on today. Is it just because no one wants them? Or, you know, you know they had the contract at the end of the season, so you know yeah. we're bringing players in. There's not much cash there, is there? No, and, and the irony of, of bringing Vox on, who uh, tackled and injured the the Forest striker, which meant they then went and bought Sam Sturridge rather than us getting him on loan, which is a bit of a funny way of the of the way things go. But no, I think yeah. There's a lot of, of dev weight, isn't there? And, you know, I think we're going to see a rebuild on the size of when uh, Malcolm Mackay first came in and we only had four or five senior players when he, when he took over. So, but I think a lot of them, a lot of them are going to go, um, you know, I, I can't see Bakuna putting a, a City shirt on again, if I'm, if I'm brutally honest, based on performances. No. So, um, so, so can it, I just, can I throw one at you on that one? Go for it. Yeah. Um, just to say, loads of good comments coming in tonight. So uh, if one of you, we'll have a look at those in a second. Thanks for all the comments. Um, is uh, that you know? I think it was um, I think it was Al. Might, if, I'm, if I'm wrong, Al, I'm sorry, but I think Al might have said this on a show or two ago. He he kind of wondered if maybe with Bakuna, you know, if he's not going to play, you know, and and I suppose Vasalzi of the other the other uh, one. You talk about the same way for different reasons. Neither of them are going to play. But look at it. You know, are we at the stage with those kind of players where we, you know, say thanks very much and let's shake hands and, you know, come to some sort of financial agreement, you know? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I, feel, I do feel sad a little bit with injuries, but, you know, we knew what we were buying when, when we got him. Uh, but I think with a few players like that, you could do, but I guess they're just keeping them in there in case injuries do take over and, and you know, we, we need the numbers. So, um We'd need a lot of injuries, though, wouldn't we? Well, we would do for Bakula to be in the start of the pretty, in, yeah, in we, my opinion, obviously. Yeah. I mean, we've got um, a lot of choices there now, haven't we? You know, but you know, I mean, Volks is prone to red cards, as is Bakuna. You, you know, you don't need that when you're fighting for relegation. 
Um, and Pack, you know, he, he's he's okay, but he, he's not going to be a, a player that, that takes you up. So I think there will be a, a big clear out in yeah. midfield. But then you've got players like you know, is Aiden Flint going to be stay around? Is you know, if he's not playing, hmm. or, or Nelson the same? So yeah, it's be a very interesting summer. Were you surprised, James, that, you know, um, I'll ask you two questions here. Were, were you surprised that Curtis Nelson was not even in the squad? And secondly, what was the formation in your eyes? I think it was a five. It still was a five, which I thought actually worked quite well. Because let's be honest, putting five behind the ball and trying to defend this year hasn't clearly worked. Because we haven't kept a clean sheet in 28 games, which is an unbelievable stat. That's since yeah, that's- still managed not to do it, didn't yeah. you? Which I was hoping for. The only that was the only yeah. thing that was, I was thinking. Please don't of, let one in. Yeah. I've been saying to everyone that clean sheet stat, and it still goes on. But no, so I think yesterday it worked quite well having NG as, the, as, a, as a right centre back, which is what I think it was because it definitely looked like da- uh, Doughty and Drama were wing backs. Do I think Nelson? Uh, well, I can't. I don't think he would have dropped out of the whole squad for no reason, but he definitely didn't deserve to play. No, I suppose it would have been a choice, I suppose, between him or Flint for the bench, I suppose. Yeah, no, Morrison came back in. Potentially, and I think that's probably the bet. The bet. Looking at that back three now, McGuinness, Morrison, and G as a uh, as a right centre back, based on how he played yesterday, looks mm. and sounds so much more promising and solid than having Flint and Nelson in. Considering some of the, well, you look at that. You look at the first Bristol goal, for example. We've gone one up last week, and it's a calamity of errors where Flint misses the ball. Nelson manages to clear it to the only Bristol player in their in our own box, and they score straight away. And it's happened. So many occasions this year where it's the same culprit. So I mean, that's a case of you know Morrison. He needed to change something up because it was very same, same, same every week, wasn't it? So he's changed it up. It's something different. It's worked better. Yeah. And and a lot of people said on Twitter yesterday as well that it doesn't help Nelson or Flint's case because they were so good yesterday. Uh, the three that played. So yeah. What happens so, to them will well tell, time will tell really. I suppose. And when I saw the lineup, uh, Matthew, before the game, I was trying to work out how how it was going to shape up. You know, but uh, it kind of worked quite well because. NG um, was sort of backing up drama, wasn't he, when he when he was kicking on on on, on the right, you know. Um, and NG surprised me. I, I never I never saw him in that position. The other thing to say with Curtis Nelson as well is, you could argue that Curtis Nelson. I, I'll argue this. Curtis Nelson for me played his best football in his time at Cardiff City Football Club. When he when he was playing, you know, he was playing on the back four, and he's basically playing on the right hand side of, of, of central defence, you know, playing on his right foot. Mm. Uh, he, he was playing, he was he was kind of being touted by a number of managers and being a, a, an up up and coming player. So I suppose in a way he could he could consider himself to be unlucky because he had to play on the left where he, he never looked comfortable. But um, yeah, Angie Angie really 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 acquitted himself uh, well, didn't he? So um, I suppose he's not going to change our lineup in a week, is he? No, I, I wouldn't. I mean, if, as long as everyone's fit and they can do, I, I'd keep it exactly as it is. Because, like you said, you know, when NG came in for us, he was a really good player and played really well. And, and you know, we kept changing positions and putting him in the wrong place and went off the boil a bit. But you know, that performance uh, on the weekend or, or yesterday was was incredible. You know, to to be able to bounce back and that's the player that he can be and that's the player that we signed. So yeah. You know, I, mean, I, I think he's an out and out right back myself, actually, mm-hmm. you know, in the future. But he's, he, he did he did he did a really a really good job, and I, I like his attitude. Who was at fault for you? You know, if we can pick a hole in it, who was at fault for that for that goal at the end? Because it struck me, uh, Angie ended up in front of the guy who kind of bullied him a bit, and then Morrison was in behind, so no one was quite, you know, in place really. I just think it's just one of those goals where you just taking your eye off the ball for for one second and. 
you know, the guy who was a big guy, wasn't he? Who big lump, yeah. for, for that reason. And he, he's just bullied his way between the two of them and, and, and got the goal. Um, I wouldn't pin it on on either one of them specifically. I, I just think it's one of those goals that that happens from corners. And, you know, we were lucky that it didn't cost us the game, but it is worrying our complete and utter lack of ability to, to keep a clean sheet at the moment. Did you think when he went in, oh God, the 60 seconds to go, come on, come on, come, hang in there. I, I thought it might, I, it would be, I thought it'd be such a shame because we played so well for the, yeah, the 90 yeah, minutes. Yeah. And obviously they were down to 10 men for the last yeah. uh, 10 well, minutes because of the injury to... To exactly. their striker, so yeah. I mean, I, I thought when that happened myself, you know, even with just a few minutes to go, I would personally, it's easy to say after the event, but I would personally have brought, I think we'd only used two, am I right? We'd only used two subs, am I right in saying that? I think that's we right. We brought Dave Davis on, didn't we, for the yeah. goal? It's Volks and yeah, maybe, maybe it might have only been two. I can't, yeah, I think so, it was two, yeah. 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 So, I thought, so I thought with one man over and them down to 10 men, wouldn't it be great to get some fresh legs on, you know, just kind of torture them a bit? But you know, maybe that's oh, no, just... sorry, it was three because Collins came on as well, didn't he? So it was three. Oh, you are yeah. right, we, yeah. we couldn't do that. Yeah, my yeah. mistake, my mistake. Okay, fair enough. The thing um, is, all... did, wasn't it? It was those kind of like we did bring the legs on, wasn't it? I think, yeah, had we have not known about the 10 men going off, you probably would have been yeah. right and it maybe have been all right to help hold us sub back but I think at the time and the place where we were two and with about 20 minutes to go it's probably the right thing to do to check those two on um and of course um I think it was Doyle put another another good cross in for Collins was that with a, with a header which went flying over but I, I almost felt sorry for James Collins you know after that goal Isaac Davis scored you know I mean I'm quite an old chap you know but I think I would have put down the back of the net but I, I would have, I would have had to personally from a yard I'd have had to batter in the top of the net net and then run into the crowd you know that's what I would have done you know <laughs> so maybe that's why I'm not a professional footballer what about um, what about Morrison's performance uh, yesterday uh, James you know because last time he came in there was that sending off and I heard someone say uh, someone who I know is a, a, a very knowledgeable person with football, actually, um, and has been going to college for a long time. He said, that's the end of Sean Morrison. He's a guy. He can play for us again. So, uh, you know, um, what would you take on his performance yesterday, James? I thought it was good. It was, a, it was one or two little little slips and mistakes, but that probably comes with a lack of game time, having not really played properly for quite a while now, from what I can remember. Obviously, the Sheffield United was the other red card. It's been a while, yeah. That was a night that was a, well, that was that killed us that day. I wasn't there that day, but I know we won the up and on a different day we may have seen that out. But I was impressed with him. And I would go as far to that performance yesterday it was better than anything I've seen from maybe that's just because we won the game. It was better than anything I've seen from Nelson and Flint in the last couple of weeks. And I mean, again, Matt obviously said, ideally, providing everyone's fit, that, that lineup stays the same. If, yeah. if Morrison can get a run of games now where he plays well and plays like that. He's definitely going to get himself more into that column of getting deserving a contract come the end of the season, like Rals should, if he keeps playing well. Obviously, he's an older player as well, which makes it tough. But I thought yesterday he played really well and he was captain of the game, which is nice to see because he has been our leader, hasn't he, for the last couple of years. So it was nice to see him back in. Then I thought he played really well. I thought he had a cracking game. And that that shot, which led led to that goal, you know, that would have been a fantastic goal of that again, wouldn't it? Oh, Rals's is, is, uh, shot. Yeah, yeah. I thought he, I think he was my, other than MG yesterday, I thought he was unbelievable. There was a few times I could count by four or five times yesterday where he, they looked like they were going to press and attack and counter us, and he just nick it straight off in the midfield. There was a few brilliant tackles. I thought he was unbelievable, Rawls, yesterday. And that attributed to having that impressive midfield. The three of them all did well, but Rawls was top yesterday, I think. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, I'm keeping an eye on the transfer window. There's nothing at the moment, no confirmation of anything going on at, at the moment. 
But uh, if anybody hears anything, then obviously uh, let us know. I think the Piaccio thing is is probably probably going to happen, but we'll we'll see we'll see about that. Um, so with um, I was going to ask you about uh, Matthew and come back to something else for you. Well, I, I'll go to, I'll go to Neil Harris, Gillingham, Gillingham, Neil Harris, the new manager of Gillingham. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that then? You pleased for him or? or I, I wish him all the best. You know, I, I think you know he's a, he's a really nice guy, and you know. Got us to the playoffs, did a job for us, and you know, I I, I don't wish any ill on him at all. You know, he, he he's a good, you know, League One manager, he, probably a good Championship manager. Just didn't fit for that's us. A, that, that's a bit patronising. He's a good League One manager. <laughs> no, no, no. But yeah, he, he was a good manager for us in the Championship. It just it didn't work out, you know, the way he wanted with with the loans and everything. And but no, I, I wish him all the best. You know, no, no, nothing against him. Good, good. And you know, he always speaks highly of us. And you know, he loved the job and was passionate about the job and gave it his all. So yeah. And of course, on the weekend, uh, James. Uh, well, you might not know this, but um, on the on the Sky coverage, we had uh, we had Ernie and we and we had Mr. Warnock, you know, Warnock looking at, looking at City, and there was a rumor, wasn't there? You know, yeah. maybe we'd lost four 0 yesterday. Maybe this, maybe something could have happened. But there was a rumor, wasn't there? That yeah. The club were, you know, keeping in touch with Neil Warnock just in case. We say no to that. I think. I think we love him. He did brilliantly for us. But I think. More, even though we're you know we're down there, it's a relegation fight this year. The the way we played yesterday, I think we'll probably all agree. And the way, the way we played a large part of the last couple of well, the last months he's been it is so much better football wise than I've seen than we've seen for quite a long time really. Yeah, and it's definitely going in the right way. And like we said, it's gonna be a, it might be a rebuild process. It'll take time, and it does take time for teams. But if we stick with it, it's definitely changed. I think Harris was probably the only one who slightly changed things, maybe a little bit younger and stuff like that uh, in his time there as well. But I don't think we want to take a step back now that we've, there is a clear step forward in what we've done in the last four months, whether we be down the bottom or not. But no, I definitely think that's a, we'll leave that as a rumour and hope it stays that way. I think it was Bristol City as well he was linked with as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because they're they're similar things. But um, I think he said this year only, didn't he? It is his last season, but he'll take something if it comes. I I really hope he, I hope he never goes to Bristol City. I hope hope, hope, hope that never happens. Uh, Wayne Speed, I'll come to you on this one, uh, Matthew. Um, Thoughts on Ramsey going to Rangers? Um, And and he asks, I suppose it's the obvious question, you know, should Cardiff have made a move for him, whether we could ever dream of affording someone like that? I don't know, but any thoughts on, on Ramsey going off to Rangers? Um, I think there's quite a few people in Wales who are, who are unhappy about it, um, you know, with the whole connecting to Britain and all that sort of thing. But, you know, I mean, we definitely couldn't afford it. I don't think, you know, uh, as much as it's it's a lovely idea, um, you know, we're never going to be able to afford his wages. So, you know, if he goes to Rangers and, and keeps himself in, in form for, for Wales for the playoffs, then that's all you can ask for, really, isn't it? You know, it, it, it's not a... A political thing is if it, if it's good for him and it works and he gets game time, then that's all he wants. Thirty-one years old, I think he is. So you know, Matthew, that qualifies as old. Yeah, going back to what we're talking about in football terms. In football yeah, terms, yeah, but yeah. no, you know, it gives him a chance. You know, you'll still be able to play Champions yeah. League football or, or at least the qualifiers. And um, you know, Scottish football is there's, there's only, know, there's only two sides on there, really. You know, I was going to say, you know, it, it'll it'll keep him fit and it won't be too taxing for him. So you know, hopefully it'll. It'll work out quite well for him. Did, did, uh, Matthew, you you would have seen Ramsey play for Cardiff, of course. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, back when 2000, 2008, wasn't it? The FA Cup final. Yeah, a long time ago, yeah. Um, well, I also remember when he came back uh, in 2011, 12. T- t- 2011, yeah, when um, 
he get back from his leg recovery, wouldn't it? And uh, so, yeah, no, great player, great player. I, I mean, I'd love to see him back, but I, I just don't think we can afford it. So, so James, when Gareth Bale comes back as player manager next season, maybe you bring him back. What do you reckon? <laughs> oh, it's that. It's, I'll tell you what. The thing is, is I think if we, if we were in a position where you know you get your teams like your holes now, or people coming in with an absolute load of money and throwing money around, if we had some an owner like that and we were in a position at the moment, it wouldn't be out of the realms of possibility at all. Because at the end of the day, they're coming toward the end of their careers. If we had the money to do it, it would be possible. But realistically, if we're selling Kiefer Moore three point five million, and I'm not going to put any money that back into the squad, that shows where we're at, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it would be a dream to happen, but I think it's uh, unfortunately for the way we are. You go back five years ago. I mean, the way the clubs are, there's a potential that could have happened, to be honest. But I think where we are now, it just doesn't look possible, really, does it? But no. we can dream. But he's 31, so give him a couple of seasons. He, we, you know, it, it's not it's not outside the realm that he might come back. I thought yesterday, uh, Matthew, um, that we were quite well. Actually, and why not? You know, we, about time. But I thought we had quite a bit of luck. You know, that 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 first goal, mistake out of the Forest defense. You know, six minutes in, most of the season we haven't managed a goal in the first half, and then Hugo runs at the defense, and then I think it was Cook instead of coming to Hugo was marking Waters. So you might as well have a pop of that. I don't, don't even think he caught it particularly well. And nope. then th- that, that was back the net, which which uh, got us off to a, a great start. And there, you know, and there were there kind of other, other instances in the game where for once things seemed to be to be running our way. And it was um, you know, personally I quite enjoyed the facial expressions of Mr. Cooper and Mr. Tate, you know, on the line, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I mean Forrest had some I, w- I wouldn't say clear cut chances, but they had a couple of crosses across our Six yard box that if oh, they had one really the right close place one. or really or, close one, you know, one wrong touch from one of our players and it's known goal. So, yeah, you know, there are a couple of moments where you had your heart and your ass, but I think we, we controlled most of the game. But I think, I mean, Forrest got the goal, they probably did, did deserve that. But I think overall, it was we deserved the three points. I don't think Forrest fans can say they were hard done by for that one. No, and also I think yesterday was the first game in three, um, and we and we I think we lost the other two, where we hadn't had more possession. So Forrest mm. had had the possession, but you know we we we, we still did the business. Uh, James, um, I, I'll mention it because I, I think we should should mention it. When I saw it in real time, I thought, my God, I hope that's not going to be a sending off. Um, you know, without even seeing the replay, the Joe Rawls tackle, um, you know, was it was a pretty. Um, some, some. I think some referees could have seen that as a, could have seen that as a red. Hundred percent. I was quite far away, quite far away away from it. The cans. So it's quite a way back, but seeing it on the train back, it's uh, definitely you see those given because it was quite high, wasn't it? It was lucky in a way that the lad, you know, he didn't take any any weight on on, on the leg no. and he just it fell away from that, it. Wasn't it. So we got like this one of those ones to get away with. But again, it's how much obviously a lot of the the troubles you had this year have been self-inflicted but again when you're down the bottom you're struggling things like that tend to not go your way and yesterday it all just came in well like Matt we did on the whole on the whole we deserve to win the game and little things like that do need to go your way I think we're in a point where we can't be picky and choosy on what happens type thing we're in a relegation battle which we're not used to at this level in the championship for many a year now so I think it's okay you take the three points you run and no matter what happens in the 90s as long as you come out on top you can't complain well, I mean, this 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 show that you know the phone in started two thousand and two to two thousand and three, you know, which was the, which was the year we went up. So you know, since this has been around, we've never been, you know, pretty well below below the championships, which is which is you know quite quite a thing really. Um, so there's a comment coming in from Jonathan Wilkins, which I'll go because he uses a particular word, which I think I think Matthew will enjoy this. Um, 
We played well yesterday, uh, more intensity. Wintle protects the back four. And this is, I'll come to the line, uh, the line in a second. Rawls played well along with drama and NG. Here's the line I think Matthew will like. Um, Tommy Doyle is different gravy. Well, he is, but this is the thing. I think it says a lot about the Premier League, you know, that they've probably the top 10 teams in Premier League have got loads of players of that talent just sat in their, in their academies or their under 23s. Yeah. You know, not getting the opportunity to come down to the championship and play. And I think, you know, he, he obviously wants a career with Manchester City and wants to prove that he's good enough to be in their team. And, um, you know, he, he's just showing real, real quality for us so far. Obviously, you know, he only played two games. Yeah. Um, but I think he'll be a real, real uh, asset for us for the rest of the season. Um, James, you're the sports journalist. I'm guessing you're keeping an eye on the transfer window and the uh, and the stuff as it comes through. I don't th- I don't think I've missed anything significant yet, have um, I? Nothing particularly. I've just seen BBC have just said that it's close. It looks like it's close that we're going to take it Piazzu. So that's looking okay. Keith Moore hasn't. I think it hasn't been announced, but there's been all sorts flying out. There was a photo earlier of him going into the training ground, into the ground. Then there was a photo of him getting well, what looked like a st- uh, stadium tour with a, with a Bournemouth kit on, with a training kit on. So. You'd assume from that basis if that's all but done. Uh, Mark Harris, we didn't mention that. Uh, apparently, earlier today, Oxford United put in a loan bid, and that was rejected from us, which is interesting. Okay. Based on the fact now that we're taking, obviously, if you look at it on the base of the strikers, there, that's it, Piazza, that's Hugo, Waters, Davis, who's obviously getting a look in, and that's Harris, that's five strikers. So a lot of people on Twitter say that, that's a bit of an interesting one, that, because if it, Piazza does come in, Harris is fourth borderline, fifth string at a, at a point there, really. So, yeah. The, Nay, yeah, but a chance for him to go away. But other than that, at the moment, it's looking pretty quiet. I think Sunderland, there was another one, a little one there where they were looking for a central defender and there were questions over Flint with links to Lee Johnson. But obviously, he's gone as well now. So I think that may cut that off as well. But other than that, at the moment, we're uh, looking pretty quiet so far. Yeah. Um, I mean, a couple of good points coming in here as well. Uh, somebody said, you know, the difference uh, with, uh, you know, Rangers get 50,000 for the home games and they're probably like 10 times better off than us, which is which is fair enough. And then Mark Pontian says about Ikpiatsu, um, uh, Matthew, uh, three goals in 21 games, you know, is, is, is that what we need at this stage? Um, I mean, again, I think I, think I said it earlier, I think we, we just need that extra, that extra body. Um you know, with injuries and give us something, mm. something different. It means we can change our tactics if we need to, and it just gives us that that extra element. And and you know, we don't know what system Middlesbrough are playing, and, and just you know, got to give the guy a chance and see what he can do. And if it doesn't work, then you know, it's only a loan, so we can go to the end of the season. Go on, James. I think he might be perfect. I think on the basis of what we saw, I remember watching the games obviously on TV when it was COVID with the Wickham, and then watching Middlesbrough. I think. Type player is he is just an absolute he is a lump and he wants to hold the ball up. But mm. as much as you want a runner coming on, like we had yesterday, we had Collins and um Davis come on in with two runners. Yeah. We tend to be the prime example yesterday was when we conceded the goal in the 92nd minute. The first thing we did was play a Morrison played the best pass he played all day straight into the feet of their central centre back. We like just getting it long, don't we, when it comes to a point. And what better to have a player like that who's gonna who's gonna bully defenders and hold it up? So I think on the whole, it's a Bringing him in, obviously the goals he scored are not many. I think the only one or two he scored this season was Mansfield in the Cup, which he scored a brilliant goal against them a couple of weeks back. Again, that's a League Two side. But if you look at him coming in then on the basis of the whole contingent of strikers, it's quite a mix there of runners, hold-up players. So I think it definitely gives Morrison options when we're going to look like what we're going to play is a two two up front for the rest of the season, I think. Um, and we still have, uh, Matthew, um, you know, we still have no wingers really on the books at all. So it looks like, you know, we're, 
it's going to be a, a wingerless season for us, doesn't it? I mean, we, we've still got Josh Murphy, but I can't really can see him going he's, he's out of the He's still unfit, end. isn't he? I think he's still I think not he's, playing for Preston. Yeah, no, um, yeah. yeah it's, it's funny. It is funny how we we went from, you know, having... We had loads of wingers, didn't we? I was going to say, yeah, you know, yeah. Ojo and, and, and Wilson and, and Murphy yeah. um, last year. But, you know, if we can play like we did yesterday, it worked with, you know, drama pushing on and, and Doyle able to get the ball in into the box quite well. So, you know, it's... Uh, we had Giles, I suppose. You wouldn't really call him a winger, would you? He's more of a, a left wing back, I guess. But, uh, you know, it's, it's good to see us experimenting with, with different systems, but uh, a bit mm. strange to have a season without any wingers or recognised wingers anyway. Any any kind of um, thoughts there for, for Joel Bagan? Again, in the, in the 23 game in the week, you know, he, as an out-and-out left-back, I, I really like him as an out-and-out left-back. I like him as an out-and-out left-back. I like NG as an out-and-out right-back, you know? So poor old Joel Bagan, you know, he, he he sat on the bench again on, on the weekend, but, you know, uh, the lads come in doughty and it's the kind of position, uh, you know, left back, you tend to just play and you, you, don't, you don't get dropped and that's the end of it. You know, the other guy just sits, sits it out. Any, any thoughts for Bagan at all? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Morrison said in his press conference that, you know, we didn't have any senior players and, you know, the, the youth players, you know, didn't know what it was like to win, lose and draw in the championship and they were being thrown out into the deep end. So I think Morrison wants to, to, to you know, use the young players and not play them as much. Um, so I think Bagan will get, he could more than good enough to play in the championship. And I'm sure he will get his opportunity when, you know, the rotation and everybody starts now because we're playing, you know, uh, Saturday, Tuesday, pretty much for the rest of the season. So I think Bagan will get his opportunity and I do really like him, yeah. Um, would you would you go along with that? Uh, would you, James, any any thoughts on that? You know, the, the younger think- players? I think he's probably now in the perfect setting of where he, he should be in the sense that the start of the city, he came into the fray a few times last year, like is what he should be doing now is coming in when there's there's a, there's a space to fill, not having to shove and G over there. He should be coming in when there's space to fill. And obviously the start of the season, I know we spoke about this at the start. It was very unfair to say, given the number three shirt, get Bennett off the book and say you're in straight away with minimal experience, especially counting the fact that he never played in front of fans. So, I think, as Matt as Matt said, obviously it's a case of learning how to win, lose, and draw in the championship. He's had a few games rough and tough at the start. He's seen what it's like, and now probably playing behind someone and being that second fiddle at his young age as well is probably the best place for him. Should he stay on the bench, which he probably deserves to be, and if Doughty anything happens to him, hmm. then Bagan's there to fill in. I think. Do you think we um, do you think we missed um, Joe Bennett more more than we, we might have thought we we did, James? I. Th- I know me, Al was the same. For there was a there was a period when we got relegated from the Premier League a couple of years mm. back where I thought he was quite poor. But last season when Mick came in and changed it to a five, he played some of his the best stuff I'd seen from him in a couple of years. He really impressed me. Um, so to get obviously the injury, I think realistically the injury the injury killed it off, and that was just the way it was. I think he's literally only just come back for Wigan now. It's that is well six seven months on from the injury that happened in the first place. So. I think obviously it was the right time for him to go. But I think in terms of an older head at that position and his attacking ability, yeah, we definitely missed out on something there. Yeah. So um, something we should we should talk about as well, uh, Matthew. I'm keeping an eye on, on the on the transfer window since we're 15 minutes of the show to go. So we'll see if anything happens in that time. 11 o'clock is the cutoff, and then if you're anything like me, I don't know whether you, and I hope you're not anything like me, Matthew. To be honest, but you know I'll be there like a, you know 11:30ish. You know I'm a cocoa in one hand. You know keeping an eye for those late ones to go through. You know I was thinking you know you never know. And when we saw Keith Moore going into Bournemouth, it's normally you know um, like you know some you know somebody like. Uh, 
Ronaldo having a pasties and Greg's outside the ground and something like that, you know. We, see, we, see, <laughs> we, we get those kind of uh, sto- stories uh, coming our, our way, don't we? So you never know, you know. I, um, I wonder, you know, we mentioned earlier, Sang, Brown, Evans and uh, Patton, you know, maybe some of them will, will move out. Denham was the other one who was mentioned as well as a possibility. And of course, uh, our, our, our other youngster, um, Connolly, went to, went to Bristol Rovers, didn't he, a couple of weeks back? So yeah, is he? Yeah, probably is. Yeah, three or four games in a row. He started now, and they're starting to slightly improve the form as well. So that's obviously great for him. And I know he's been tipped to be quite good. So little little loans like that are perfect for these players. Yeah, yeah. And and uh, it's interesting what you said earlier, then, James, as well about you know not wanting to sort of, I suppose, in a way, almost like like a, a, a in a kind of fatherly way, really, didn't want to put you know untold pressure on the city youngsters, you know, uh, in, in a relegation battle. But I suppose Matthew, in a way, he's brought in youngsters from other clubs but you know at higher place clubs i suppose because doyle's not played that many you know he's, he's not played that many first team games he had the other look in an sv hamburger i think he had one cup appearance or something for, for man city and he's just a kid really but you know i suppose he's just decided to use kids from a higher level yeah i, I think so and you know doyle's used to playing with you know probably the Premier League under 23 game, probably some of them are, you know, of the quality of the championship, if not better with, with some of the players they've got going on there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously trained with a Bundesliga side as well. So, you know, to have that experience, you know, Hugh Gill's obviously a seasoned campaigner in the championship. You know, was it like 200 games for Preston or some, something along those lines? So he knows this league inside out. Um, you know, bringing Waters back in, he's played quite a few games for MK Dons now. So, and, you know, Drahman, obviously, uh, Bielsa wanted him to stay at Leeds, but he, you know, made the move, pushed for the move to get the football because he wanted to play, which is good. Yeah. And it, you know, it's showing. So I think we're, we're taking the pressure off our youngsters a little bit and, and giving them the opportunity, like James said, to to be maybe an understudy to a few players and, and get the odd game and, and learn, you know, where, where they're going to go from now on. And, you know, because you want to see the likes of Carl Willem team because he's, he's a yeah. good player on his day, but you want to make sure that they're bedded in correctly. Why? Why? Why is Carl? Why is Carl Will completely out of the picture? Then I don't know. I'm I'm surprised. You know, he's been playing well, but you know, quality player when he's on it. But sometimes he's not. You know, you you can put him in the game and you'll go missing in the game. So um, I'm surprised not to see him on the on on the bench though, or, or you know, dropping down to the under twenty threes because uh, yeah. I, I think he has got a part to play this season. Well, I, I don't know whether it's a confidence issue uh, or, or whether maybe James, maybe we just haven't totally identified what what is actual you know what his best position is but he did you know he didn't look that great for the for the end of 23s you think you think he'd really stand out but he kind of didn't Bowen was another one played he he, he did okay as well he's another one who's slipped out of the picture maybe he'll go out on loan tonight who knows yeah it's tricky I think Bowen the case of him was when the games he did play towards the start of the season there was only one or two I thought he actually played quite well but I think he got injured so he's been out for quite a while so Hmm. again it's that case of I think Morrison is looking at it and saying the players who aren't getting that time the loans are beneficial. We saw that with Waters and Wintour. It's the same thing. They come back twice as they probably would have been at the start of the season. So they do work. Cole is just a bit of a weird one, I think, isn't it? I think obviously the Forest game early on in the season, that's where it all started for him, wasn't it? He scored the two goals and he started a few games after that and he showed some, he put in some good performances, whether it be starting off the bench, but he also put in some bad ones and he, he did just fall off the face of it, didn't he? And I think it is a tricky position for him now because he, he, is, a, he is a 10. Although we tried to play him off the wings a couple of times, I think he is that sort of in behind the striker role, which is yeah. tough for us now because it doesn't look like really we're going to be playing that that sort of role. So that breaks the question then, can you afford to start him in there? I don't really know because Doyle 
you've got the best of both worlds with him because he, he's playing as your year eight, you're in the middle of the park, but he gives you that creative outlet, not needing to play someone further at the pitch. Yeah. I know like, we always go back two seasons ago, we cried out for a Tom then when he came in, he was so creative playing as that 10, but luckily Doyle brings us that being able to play further back. So where there is a space for Cobb, and I'm not entirely sure. So again, it's yeah. letting it sit and seeing what happens to him. Uh, Doyle's got that lovely uh, ability to put a great dead ball in as well as his yeah. ability to put the ball on, on, in the right place is, is something else. Chris Hughes-Jones has come in with a really good question, um, Matthew. Um, he's saying, it, do you think it might be a factor that, you know, loan players are pretty well guaranteed to play? You, you bring in these players, you know, from, from these clubs, their clubs are going to want them to play, aren't they? Well, that's just the whole reason most of them got on loan, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's to get, you know, they're not getting into those squads and to, to give them t- game time, you know, if not to give them a bit more value when they want to sell them on at the end of the season or to try and incorporate them back in. So, you know, and we're in a position where we can't financially afford to, to splash out on on paying big money for players. So, you know, it, work, it works the best way for us. And if, if yesterday is anything to go by, it's going to be enough to to keep us up and, and keep us in the league, which is which is, you know, ultimately what as disappointing as it is what the aim has to be for this season so so would it be a good thing then maybe if Colville actually was you know because it could still happen three hours or so to go would it be such a, a bad thing if maybe Ruben didn't go out and loan till the end of the season somewhere get some more game time uh, I don't think it would be it would be bad you know it's always good to get games in you know whatever level it's at you know even if it's league one it's good to just you know get that combativeness and you can't beat match fitness you know you can train as much as you want but you can't beat the playing the 90 minutes and getting that experience. So, you know, I think for all the young players, if they're not going to be getting any game time for us, hmm. you know, it'd be better for them to get league games rather than being sat in the under-23s. I was going to uh, say, jump in there, Stephen, just say, I think it's, it's such a different type of experience playing that under-23s level every now and then than it is playing the league stuff. I mean, you look at some of the loan players, you look at League One as, as an example, even Brennan Johnson, who played yesterday, played a season at Lincoln last year on loan from Forest. He's come back and six months later, there's talks him going for 20 million. I think, if Morrison now knows that he, well, if Morrison's set on not really thinking he's going to fit in, there would be nothing better than sending him out to a team middle to top of League One who are going to play him and give him that experience. If he comes out with playing a lot of games, getting goals and assists, then it's a similar sort of situation where you bring him back next year. It's like a new signing, isn't it? Just to say, Barnsley have just signed a lad called Amin Bassi. From from Mets. Luckily, we've got a sports journalist on the show tonight, so we can find out if this lad if this lad's uh, any good. Um, but there's just a few minutes to go now. There's nothing uh, to confirm uh, as yet. Also, um, I've got two things I really want to talk about. One is I got this one first. Good question from Mark Pontin. Yeah, I did notice this, but maybe it was the personnel we had on the pitch. He said it was noticeable that um, long throws seem to have disappeared yesterday, Matthew. Yes, yeah. Um, Our you know, chosen it's, it's, weapon. Well, for us, for, for <laughs> at the start of the season, we get the only way we're getting our goals are from long throws. Um, but no, nice to see us, you know, wanting to keep the ball on the floor and, and play down that way. You know, I'm sure, you know, five minutes ago, you need a goal that you can you can throw Vox on and get a few long throws in the box, maybe. But, mm. you know, I, I wouldn't be um, overly sad to see them go. <laughs> no, and we seem to as well, um, James, it seemed to me as if, uh, you know, because it was interesting, wasn't it, that Steve Morrison said that there was a, they had a meeting after the Bristol City game. Obviously, he, you know, he really got it that basically we just didn't perform against, you know, against one of our kind of arch rivals and, and, and let, I suppose, let the fans down to a large extent. And they had a meeting. But I wonder, it seemed like we were mixing it up a little bit, you know, like before we'd been consciously must play from the back, must play from the back, must play from the back. 
but it seemed like what you know when, when necessary you know okay give it a boot at the pitch you know let's get it let's get up there more quickly did you think that too yeah no definitely i think in terms of the throw-ins is one thing as well i thought actually at times it was more threatening to get the ball to rouse's feet give it off make a bit of space and then it gave the crosses off either side that at times look especially when you got a player like hugo the, the sort of players who are a bit of a fox in the box a bit of a nuisance actually that was quite threatening in terms of playing as well obviously i think Smithies' long kicks from goals seemed to get sh- uh, cut short. He played a lot of little knocks to Morrison, didn't he? And even if then it was a case of Morrison wanting to take it 10 yards and p- pass it off or play it long, it was a, uh, you know, mixing up a little. I think it's still a little bit of a case yesterday where we tend to get back into an old habit that we had a couple of years ago where when we go a goal up, we like to drop back quite a fair bit and we let teams have the ball. And, but if the shape is like it was yesterday, where it's solid, it's consistent throughout. Yeah. then it's fine. As long as we can keep that, obviously the worry is there off, the, off our track record of defence so far this season. You wouldn't back yourself that way, but yesterday it worked. So mm. yeah, mixing up is it's not, again, this is that whole point of Morrison coming in and changing a bit of the identity of the way we want to play, I think. What you just said then about, you know, trying to hang on when we can see the late goal just brought back memories of Ninian Park, you know, the, the number of times you'd be at Ninian, what a great thing about Ninian, you could walk around, you know, you didn't matter what, the number of times if I was on, you know, on the bar bank, and there'd be a big gang of us on the on the bar bank just before the exit, you know, trying just trying to see how they're bound, they're bound to concede, they're bound to concede, you know, uh, and and then biting your nails off and the seagulls going overhead and all that. Those kind of memories just just came back into my head. Something else I wanted to talk about, which which is uh, totally different to this. Uh, firstly, um, Matthew, the Morrison uh, penalty appeal, which looked to me like an absolute blatant. That was a nailed on penalty. Pen. Stolen penalty. More or less killed him, he, he, didn't he? You know, his, his shirt's up around the back of his he neck. Strangled first, him, crying yeah, out yeah. loud, you know. <laughs> so how was that not a pen? I, I don't know. The referee was looking right at it as well, so I'm really yeah. not sure how it wasn't. I, I can't understand. That was a pen, wasn't it, James? Yeah, 100% when you watch it back. But the, this, you see those ones never get given quite a lot. It's really weird. I don't know whether, this, mm. this, I don't know what it is, but no, it was definitely a penalty. And yeah, again, it's just one of those things that go against us, but there we are. Six of one half a dozen of the other, I suppose, is the way they see it, because everyone's pushing each other. But that was, that was just, that was, a, that was a crazy one. I had 20 pence on, 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 on Morrison's score as well, so I was particularly disappointed. But um, <laughs> move, moving, moving on uh, at, uh, to, to, uh, to, to a more serious uh, point, which totally transcends everything we've talked about um, tonight. Um, you know, really, really scary and um, worrying and upsetting, really, you know, with, with uh, you know, Kevin McNaughton and, you know, obviously having a really, a really tough and difficult time and there were messages going out on social media and, um, you know, thank God he, he he's okay. But um, you know, something like Kevin McNaughton, I, I, I'll ask you, uh, Matthew. Firstly, um, you know, I, I, I kind of know what you're going to say. Mm. Yeah, for example, with Cardiff City, where he probably had some of his best playing days. You know, what's your, what's your taking him and how you think he's held in regard by the Cardiff City fans? You know, oh, it's hundred percent up there with with the, the likes of Peter Wissigan. You know, absolute club legend. You know, dedicated a lot of his career to us. You know, the fans loved him. He loved us, you know, played in the FA Cup final, you know, and and, and yeah, like you said, really, really scary. You know, my friend messaged me because I was, I was working from home saying, you know, worrying about Kevin McNaughton. I thought, you know, no, what happened to Kevin McNaughton? And, you know, you read the message on Twitter and it, it was, it was quite scary because I, I grew up watching him play and, you know, loved him. He's, he was so fast and his, his, his ability to put in a tackle on anyone was incredible and, you know, his dedication to, to to the team and, you know, really glad that he's okay now and just hope that he's he's given the right support and, and you know, can take time with his, with his family and, you know, hopefully 
in a, in a couple of weeks, months time, you'll you'll recover and and, and be back on Twitter and, and back down the city stadium watching a couple of games. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Um, James, what are your thoughts on Kevin McNaughton? Yeah, it was really scary, wasn't it? I think we've we've unfortunately had it a few times now where we're Cardiff fans over the years where you, you wake up and there's something pops up. It was the same with Whittingham. It was the same with the Salah stuff. Like even with Bamba when he got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, it was actually wake up first on your phone. It was really, really, really scary type thing to hear. Obviously, Mark Hudson was out on his Twitter, wasn't he, saying saying things to the fans. So it was a scary thing. I think he has posted a tweet. It was either this morning or yesterday night. So that's good to see you know, a bit of interaction coming out of him. So obviously wishing well and the chant, obviously we, obviously there was a few chants coming out of the stadium yesterday. And again, that shows, backs up Matt's point of how much he was loved. He was, he is, I, I definitely think he's on that Whittingham level. They're up there on par near enough, those two, because they were just absolutely brilliant players, the both of them. So wishing well. And yeah, just again, it's hopefully he can get back on his feet and be back on the City Stadium soon. I mean, I, I, you know, for what for what it's worth, I, I've tried in the past. He's one of those people I, I'd loved. I'd love to get on the show. I, I'd love Kevin McNaughton on the show. You know, I mean, I, I my hair started going grey when I was twenty one. So I mean, you know, we, we've got that going on straight away. But I just, I just love watching Kevin McNaughton. He just seemed like a great character. You know, a great character, one of my favourite Cardiff City characters. And when we had the FA Cup run, of course, he scored the goal at Hereford. Um, and one of the great things was um, that video they put together in that in that black and gold kit, uh, the, the Lego. Do you see that? You ever seen the Lego? Yeah, video? I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. Dalton gets that goal. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, our our, our, our you know, and on a, on a on a serious note, you know, our, our thoughts are, are with Kevin and um and you know, and with his family, and you know, we wish him all, all the health and uh, and goodwill for the future. And again, you know, obviously, absolutely idolised in South Wales. Uh, and and always will be, and always always great to see him uh, see him back at the ground. You know, it's a it's a football phone in, so just opening up a little bit, um, Matthew. It's, it's a bit of a handbrake turn, but you know, uh, do you think you know as you know three three males you know sitting there talking about football, you know, give us a pint in their hand and a, you know fag behind the ear. We, we we're there really, aren't we? You know, dartboard in the corner. We will sit here talking about football till the cows come home. But what do you think? You know, I, I, if you have an opinion. On you know um, the male psyche and and the inability to sort of open up and you know uh, ex- share, you know share stuff mm. when, when it's needed you know is it just something that we we just can't do it as blokes is that what it is I don't know and the, the problem is it's it's you know obviously Welsh football is rocked by 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 Gary Speed doing a, a similar sort of thing of course um, you know the environment's there you're going to the football with your friends you're you're on a you know you're in a safe place you're in a, in a safe platform and you know it's probably the best people to to, to talk to and, and to go from there but but i think uh, as as males we should always be open and, and you know notice when our friends aren't particularly okay or if they're showing any signs and just say you know look if you need five minutes i'm here for you and you can put them in the right direction yeah i don't know james you want to respond to it that's not you know it's not football related but we i mean we're talking yeah, loosely about kevin mcdonald we're also talking about the, the male kind of you know, it happens to blokes. You, you don't know till sometimes things happen and it's just too late, you know? Yeah, you know, so it's, it tends to come, especially a player like McNaughton as well, just going back to him, it's like, from an outsider's perspective, you'd never expect it from those people because he is a, as a social media presence, is very interactive with the fans and hmm. doesn't come across that way. And it's one of those things where it can, you know, you, when it's you, it's tough to sometimes, you know, to, to speak to people, I think. And that's why things like, obviously, Cardiff talking about it. And I know, obviously, EFL Mind, things like that, like the the like organizations initiatives to try and get people to talk up and stuff is is it really important because it's happened a few times over the years now with people in football people out of football and it's a really sad thing that you know people don't feel they can talk to people so it's yeah. again it's the idea of just you know keep an eye on everyone and keep an eye on your friends and you know 
well, always having a look. We'll, we'll, we'll come back to the football to close off the show. But just to say, on the weekend, one of my dearest friends I haven't seen for a long time uh, came, um, made him lunch, and it was lovely to see him. And, and he opened up about all kinds of stuff, and um, it was quite emotional. I, I just didn't know, you know? So you never know is, is the point on that. So looking forward to, uh, you know, to the Barnsley match. And then we got Peterborough the week after, and there's some other game in the middle, some Northwest team, a cup camp game, and I can't remember who that is now. But um, the, the Barnsley match and the Peterborough match, if we win those two games, Matthew, right, uh, that's huge, isn't it? Palace City just tweeted that they've uh, confirmed Moore has gone to Bournemouth for an uh, right. Well, it's, it's two games that could define our season, isn't it? Um, you know, I think, I think Barnsley have had one of the worst starts to a, or one of the worst points total after a certain number of games with any team in the championship. You know, you'd hope if we played like we did, or even like close to we did on, on Sunday, that we we should beat them. And obviously, when we went to Peterborough earlier in the season, they were all over us and we were quite lucky to get a, a 2-2 draw. I know Flint scored in like the 94th minute. So if we can, you know, beat Barnsley and results go our way and we're nine points clear, if we do lose to Peterborough, it's not the end of the world. But, um, you know, I, I'd like to be confident and say that we'll get at least four points from from these these two games okay um so we, we'll, we won't go into the cup game at the moment we'll leave that we'll park that one up for now but um the, the those two games what, what would you what would you think uh points wise james what would you what do you think we'll get and what would you like well, obviously you like six points but how yeah. likely do you think that is yeah well i mean i don't go with i like i like four and i think we can definitely get four i think peter braham is a is I think in a way, Peterborough home could potentially be more winnable than Barnsley away. I think it is going to be a tough one up there. It's Wednesday night, so I know we're going to try and get as many as we can, but it's probably going to be about 700, 800, which is still good for the night. But that's going to be, it's a tough one going up there. I know they didn't play too badly from what I heard against Bournemouth when they lost on Saturday. So, yeah. I mean, they are on an awful run, but I mean, that's a tricky one. Peterborough, again, not, they can't, they ship goals. So, I mean, if we can play like we did yesterday and get firing again, it's another thing, and it's the old cliche of looking at the games ahead after that. But there's a few tricky ones. Millwall away, it's a tough one. We've got Coventry, Huddersfield, Fulham. Yeah. And then it's Derby at the start of March. So I think it's it's picking, it's not picking your games. We need to go into every game and we need the wins, but we've got to get some a little run together because we spoke about it before, didn't we, Steve? That whether you're going into the top two, you're going to the playoffs, you're trying to avoid relegation, all it takes is a little run somewhere. And what looks like absolute doom and gloom is eradicated very, very quickly. So I'll go with hope for four. No, Joel, I'll go with hope for four. We're going to get six. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be very positive. I can't beat six. So we'll leave. We'll leave. <laughs> Listen, thanks. Thanks both very much. Let's hope we do get those uh, good results and let's hope we push on from here. The Cardiff City Show on GTFM is sponsored by Moonerums, your local personal injury solicitors. Get in touch by calling Cardiff 02920 483 615. That's Cardiff 02920 483 615.